Hey, and welcome back to Conversations on the Co-Mission. We are a podcast that talks about the trends, the topics, and the issues and missions that impact both missionaries and the churches that partner with them. I am Tony Balava, and with me today is our co-host, Stephen Madoff. Well, it's good to be with you again, Tony. I know we have a, uh, a topic that will hit both of our kind of target audience, the partnering churches and the missionaries. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting into this one as we tackle the issue of how much should a church support financially to a missionary that they're going to partner with? You know, that is a a good question. We, we hear that often here at BIMI because sometimes churches starting up missions programs, you know, go, mm-hmm. hey, what, what should be a starting level? Some churches have been doing things for years and haven't mm-hmm. changed. So I think it's something that we can really, um, you know, discuss and hopefully— Help some churches and missionaries out there, both. You know, just as a as a disclaimer, we both receive support from churches. The pastors don't turn us off now because we're not going to tell you it should be you know thousands of dollars a month. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna rein it in, and uh, we actually have some opinions about churches supporting missionaries at too high a rate as well. Yep. And so uh, we'll we'll talk about that also. There's this whole range of uh, support out there as far as a church and. And what churches used to think as opposed to what churches think today. Um, You know, when we started raising our support back in the last century, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think there was a a little bit different mindset uh, compared to what a lot of churches have today. And that was, you know, 20, 25 years ago, it was, let's support a lot of missionaries, but not for a lot of money every month. And I think we see a little bit of a change in idea regarding that. And I think it's actually a good change. And that is, let's invest a little bit more money into the missionaries that we support. Perhaps we'll support less, but we're going to support them for more. And I think there's some benefits uh, to that. Not that the other way doesn't work, but I do think there's some benefits to the second way. Well, I would definitely say that the churches that support Lots of missionaries, because I would agree. I'm kind of in that same boat. I have churches that I am one of many missionaries that they mm-hmm. support, and and not for a, a lot of dollars. And I think it truly is a desire by the church. They're focused on let's spread out. Let's say our church has an influence around the world, sure. you know, maybe every time zone or every mm-hmm. continent or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And so they try to find missionaries all over so that they can, you know, rightfully, I don't think it's a prideful thing or an ego thing, but rightfully say, hey, Mm -hmm. we're trying to influence different parts of the world with the gospel. And thus, when you take on so many, you don't have much money to, you can give to all of them. You got to spread out the money. I I think as we tackle this, let's start off with a very simple question. Uh, And I've had pastors ask me this very directly. If you were to start a missions program right now, Mm -hmm. What would you recommend to a church would be the starting level of support that they should kind of maybe consider giving to a missionary? Well, you know, I've been in those shoes. I've started a church, started a missions program. You've done the done the same. I've done it uh, both on the foreign field here in the United States. We came at it with the approach that we wanted to invest more and maybe not have as many missionaries. You know, my answer is that I think 
somewhere around $125 a month is a good starting range um, because that's a that is a good investment in that missionary and in that ministry. And I just believe that the the more invested you are in anything, the more interested you are in that. You know, if you buy a if you buy a pen for for fifty cents and you lose it, you don't feel so bad. But if you've got a you know uh, a Mont Blanc and somebody gave you a Mont Blanc, I had a guy in my <laughs> church in Quebec who had several Mont Blancs. That was his thing. He loved pens. I'm going to tell you what. If he lost one of those pens, he knew about it. I don't even know what one of those pens cost, but I know you invested them. Yeah. And so I just think the more you're invested, the the more interested you are. That would be about the amount of money that I would say as well. If somebody mm-hmm. asked me, and I've had them ask me, I would say $125 would be a good start goal you know, mm-hmm. for a church to start off to give their missionaries. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of benefits to that because one of the common complaints that churches well, and even missionaries have is, man, deputation takes so long. Yeah. Well, of course, if you have churches only giving 50 mm-hmm. you know, $75, which we're thankful for every church that gives, mm-hmm. there's no doubt. But if you have churches only giving that much money, well, then obviously that increases the amount of churches that a missionary right. has to go to to get mm-hmm. increased support. If you have churches kind of raising the bar just a little bit, mm-hmm. that obviously then decreases some of the amount of churches that missionaries would have to go to on deputation. So right. I think it has yeah. a financial benefit, but then also a practical benefit. You know, yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. And, and you know, not too, not too many episodes ago, we spoke about furlough. And um, to go with what you just said about probably shortening the deputation time, it also is a benefit on furlough. Uh, if you have churches who are s- supporting you for more, you'll have less supporting churches and therefore more time on furlough to get to those churches and then actually spend some furlough time like you're supposed to that we spoke about previously. Yeah. You know, one of the things I think is, and this doesn't happen in many churches, but I have seen it and I'm so thankful when it does, is with whatever a church gives. Let's mm-hmm. say a church, all they can do is $50 a month. Well, praise mm-hmm. the Lord for it. Right. And we're so thankful mm-hmm. for it. Well, let's say a church does 125 or more. Mm-hmm. Great. But what I see often is that so few churches raise the level of support over the years mm-hmm. for a missionary. Right. I, have, I, I have some churches, thankfully, that you know after five years or six years or so, They'll increase what they get, maybe by ten dollars, fifteen dollars a month added mm-hmm. to that support level. But let me tell you, that helps because right. every single one of us who have a job understand prices always go up, costs mm-hmm. always go up, and as a missionary, the only way we can increase our, in a sense, salary—I hate mm-hmm. that word—but you know, that's kind of to look at it that way—is we have to go to more churches then right. to raise our support. So if churches took on this idea of, hey, every fifth missions conference, mm-hmm. instead of adding brand new missionaries, let's raise our support levels and then spread it out to give all our supported missionaries an increase in what we give them. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a blessing that would be. What a help I think that would be to so many people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that, uh, again, uh, everybody understands that from year to year, things get more expensive, cost of living goes up, um, and sometimes we just kind of forget that the missionaries income doesn't go up just because the cost goes up. I'm going to go right back to the furlough time again. Also, you know, a lot of missionaries spend their furlough time not only trying to report to churches that support them presently, but also are trying to raise more support. And that's because through the last four years, 
their cost of living has increased, but their income hasn't increased. And if churches would just keep that in mind, I think it would be a huge benefit to the missionary. And and it also really helps your, your investment in that ministry, because now that missionary is not spending all that time looking to raise more support, but doing what you've invested in them to do and working on the field. Yeah, absolutely. Every mission's program obviously is different for every church. But one thing I think is kind of unique is the idea that maybe not every missionary gets the same amount of support, Mm -hmm. which on the surface sounds so radical. Like, what in the world? You know, our church supports 20 missionaries, and what? They're all not getting the same? But I think if you say over the years, some churches who have supported missionary X for 15 years, well, he probably should Mm -hmm. get a little bit more than missionary Z, who's only been supported for two years, if a church mm-hmm. increases or things. But I think also, you know, um, what if there someone's going to a first world nation, like I was in Australia. Australia mm-hmm. will always be a lot more expensive than, say, India. You right. know, you don't need mm-hmm. as much money in India mm-hmm. as you do in Australia or Singapore or New Zealand. And yeah. so, hey, for first world nations, we give X amount. Right. For third world nations, we give X amount, you know, and because the cost that the missionary needs to raise is going to be different. Sure. I would have to raise a whole lot more cumulative support than, say, someone going to a third world nation. So, mm-hmm. man, it helps yeah. out that missionary. What we did in the church that I, I pastored um, just prior to becoming the Fire North director here is we broke it down just a little bit different than what you just said. I think that's a great idea. We actually looked at that missionary's uh, situation and the ministry in which they were going to be involved. Uh, We, as a church, chose to partner with church planting missionaries or those who are helping in a direct way to plant a church. Not that there's not a need for other things. That's just what we had decided to do. Um, But we also recognized that certain of those ministries were going to be harder to raise support for than others, especially when they weren't the church planter, but somebody who was coming alongside the church planter. And we took that into consideration and said, you know what, it's going to take them more time to raise support. I don't want to keep sending money so that they can just keep going to churches to raise support. I'd rather get them to the field. And a lot of times what we did was we would support them really heavily for a couple years, and then we would wean them off, understanding that almost across the board, you'll not meet a missionary who can't tell you, hey, I got to the field, and all of a sudden another church started picking me up for support, or a couple churches. And then those missionaries would let us know that, and we could take that money and reinvest again. But in our minds, it was helping getting people to the field quicker, and that was what we wanted to do. I think one of the things that's required, no matter how you do it, like whether it be what I suggested or what you suggested, is that it takes someone who is actually actively monitoring, if mm-hmm. that be the word, the mission's dollars and programs, you know? Right. It's so easy to just, let's write the same amount of money to every missionary, no matter where mm-hmm. they're at. Uh, that's easy. And and I'm, right. again, please know I'm very thankful for every church that does that. But it does take a lot more effort, takes a lot more work, takes a lot more organization, to say, okay, here we go, this person gets this much, this person gets that much, and and whatever the determining factor for that would be. But it does take a lot more work to do that. But I think it has a lot of benefit uh, to help those missionaries because everyone is not going to the same situation. Every situation is totally different. Talking about things that are different, one thing that kind of gets looked at differently by churches is 
the difference between someone serving overseas ministry and missions versus mm-hmm. someone who's going to be a church planting missionary within the United States. I'm sure you could already fill in the, the <laughs> blank I'm going to say here. You know, if I'm if I'm overseas, I'll basically get support, you know, the commitment from that church, hopefully ad infinitum. Yeah. But if a church planter is going to the States, usually it's sort of like we will support you for a short period of time. Typically, what do you think the standard answer would be? Well, I can tell you the standard answer. <laughs> I've lived it. Um, you know, basically, it's four years. Yep, that's get, it. <laughs> get that church started and be done in four years, and we're going to drop your support. Right. Um, it, this is a whole topic for another, probably a whole episode. <laughs> but would. just to that point, I, I would say uh, this. Number one, uh, you just have to look around at the uh, the current atmosphere and culture of our country right now and realize we need more churches. That's Absolutely. just a fact. We need more churches in the United States. By the way, more churches in the United States means more missionaries on the foreign field also, uh, because you know, you've know you got that pool to send them out and then also to be able to support them. But not only that, uh, not only do we need more churches, um, it's not any easier to start a church in the United States of America than it is on the foreign field. And I have been involved in both personally. <laughs> and I can tell you, are they different? Absolutely. Is one easier than the other? Absolutely not. Right. And and I think we sometimes have some unreasonable expectations from our, our USA church planters that really we maybe need to reevaluate. And again, that's another episode, I think. But what we did, again, and what I think is a, is can help at least is not just cut somebody off after four years. You might say, okay, look at, are you going to go and start that church and stay at that church? Okay. You're not going to need, if you're going to stay that support forever, but you may need it past four years. Mm -hmm. And so what we would tell church planters is at the four year mark, we would, we would support them and we would start the four year countdown from the day they started the church, not the day we took them on and they were raising support, realizing we might be their first meeting and they have right. another year or two of support <laughs> to raise. We would say, look, at, at four years, we're going to ask you for an honest evaluation of your finances. Do you need our support? Do you need as much support as we have been investing? Maybe you need less so we can reinvest in. And we always took our USA missions dollars and reinvested into USA missions. Yep. Within the United States, of course, like everywhere in the world, different climates religiously and mm-hmm. kind of spiritual temperature. So someone starting a church, you know, let's just say in kind of the Bible Belt area, well, it may be a little bit, I don't want to say easier because it's always a spiritual challenge, but then compare that to a guy going to Washington State or Montana sure. yeah. or Utah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're it's hard-pressed to find a full self-supported church within four years right. in those places yeah. mm-hmm. because you have so much more you have to break through culturally mm-hmm. and kind of the belief structure that people hold to. And so, again, I think it goes back to not just doing the cookie-cutter approach, just mm-hmm. everyone gets the same thing, every U.S. missionary gets four years and then you, we dropped, or or the other thing would be we decrease you, you know, a certain percentage— you know, 25% every year for four years or whatever it may be. Because that missionary may not be in a financial position to truly cast out on his own yet. And then it really hurts the growth of that church Mm -hmm. because now he's like, oh, no, I need to work, Mm -hmm. but I've got an infant church going here Mm. and 
it really creates a struggle. And yeah. and sometimes I think needlessly just because we set up these kind of guidelines, right. you know, and so it's like, let's look yeah. at it. Let's, let's think about it. Let's mm-hmm. try to, you know, look at mm-hmm. it in a different light. Well, I think, I think some of this has to do with how we view supporting missions just at, at its very fundamental core. Why, as a church, do we support missionaries? Because we're supposed to? Oh, well, yeah, we are. And uh, that's how we carry out the Great Commission. And, you know, I mean, obviously we all know Acts 1.8 tells us that we're supposed to reach Jer- Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the earth. That word both has the idea simultaneously. Right. So we support missions so we can be obedient to the Great Commission. But it has to go beyond that. Um, when, when, when I invest in a missionary as a pastor, I want certain things to happen. I have certain expectations, and I think rightfully so. I'm investing. And one of the key things I want to have happen is get to the field and start a church. You can't do that if you're on continual deputation for just raising support because the money's not coming in uh, quick enough. Now, it's not always churches either. Let's just be honest about that. Some missionaries Absolutely. are not raising the support and are not at it. And again, another topic, maybe for another time. But if if every church you go to is um, at a lower amount, it's just going to—it's simple math. It's going to take a long time. And I think, you know, we're, we're more and more interested, I think, for the better, getting missionaries to the field, keeping them on the field so that they can plant that church and do what we have invested in them to do. Yeah. I think one of the things that has to be at the heart of both the church and the missionary— is that it's not just we are supporting that missionary financially. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. even every episode we open up, we we talk about, you know, this is a podcast about missionaries and the churches that partner with them. Right. And I think we've selected that word in a, sure. an important way because it truly is a partnership, mm-hmm. that it's not just a church sending dollars. Mm. All right, let me write my check to help the guy out in Africa yeah. go reach— the, the lost over there. Uh, it is, this church is partnering with me. I am, in a sense, doing the work of the Lord here in country X while they do the work of the Lord in state X. Mm-hmm. And how can I be a blessing to that church? And then equally, that church trying to be a blessing to the missionary. Obviously, we work pretty heavily with missionaries, of course, mm-hmm. as being field directors. And one of the things I really try to beat hard into the heads of starting missionaries and those who come to candidate school and things of that nature is you're going out on deputation is not just about raising funds. Right. This is mm-hmm. not just, okay, I got to go through this for two, maybe three years, whatever the case may be, to try to raise my money to get to the field. Mm. If you do it that way, you are going about it in a way that's going to create frustration Mm-hmm. disappointment, discouragement. And I think sometimes that's why people drop off of deputation because it doesn't go the way they think it's supposed to go. Because it's like, oh, I went to a church and they only gave me X amount of dollars, <laughs> you know, per month, or they only yeah. gave me X amount of love offering. Right. It has to be, I'm called to ministry. Mm-hmm. And I go to this church, you know, I can I can be a blessing. They invite me in, I, I go. May They may not pick me up, but I can still minister to that church. Right. And I think that's part of that partnership. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, if if there is a church that can partner, then it's not just, okay, give me your money each month. It's, hey, I want to pray for them. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on in their schedule. You know, like we missionaries give reports of this is what we're doing on the field. 
I love it when churches send me emails that say, hey, this is what we're doing in our church. We have VBS, we have Revival, we have this happening. I truly enjoy that when I see my partnering churches send me news on what they're doing. It makes it so much more than just about money. So yeah. much more. I mm-hmm. think you see that biblically. Paul yeah. Paul uh, partnered with those churches. It wasn't just, all right, yeah. thanks, Philippi, for giving me that stuff. <laughs> Two thumbs up for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, when you were th- when you were speaking about that, my mind was racing to... First uh, Corinthians chapter three, Paul says, "Co-laborers together." Um, he uses the phrase that I I, I really in, I like the phrase "striving together" uh, for the cause of the gospel, and you know it has to be more than just, "Well, this church is going to give me some money." Um, if if that's what a missionary does, it's my opinion they have totally missed the mark, and yes. you know they they really need to reevaluate what they're doing. A missionary goes into a church on deputation. Does he want support? Yes. Does he need support? Absolutely. But more than that, it's your opportunity as a missionary to lay before people the need for the place you're going. And mm-hmm. you never know how God's going to touch a heart. Maybe there's a co-laborer in there that's going to go to the field. Yep. And you get to present missions to people and get them excited about the Great Commission. And if you get support out of that, that's icing on the cake. But the the real thing is, I just get to be in a church, s- present missions to people, get them excited about carrying out the Great Commission. And hopefully, in the end, we become partners. But a missionary has to settle very early on, and preferably before they even take their first meeting, God's going to take care of the finances. Mm-hmm. God does not say, hey, here's your task. Now you figure out the funding. God's got the funding handled. He knows where the money's yep. going to come from. And both of us could give illustration after illustration through the years where we didn't maybe have the support for a thing or or something, and and the money came from the most unusual places. I'd yeah. love to do an episode just on all the unusual places that God has supplied <laughs> money could do from. It. We could do a couple episodes on that. But you're right. This is a faith element. We we cannot deny that aspect that there is an element of faith. Obviously, like you said, we need finances. Of course, mm-hmm. I, I, faith doesn't pay bills. I need money to pay bills. But I am trusting God that He will provide. And and there is that mindset. Churches, yeah, give partner partner with these missionaries. They they got a burden on their heart to reach the lost. Partner with them. I think try to if you can try to partner with them in an amount that's healthy. Mm-hmm that can benefit that missionary but doesn't cripple that missionary if by chance the church closes or struggles or whatever because churches end up dropping missionaries sometimes. A church that's giving oodles of money to that missionary, well, that can cripple a missionary if he's super if dependent. If they lose that support, yeah, if sure. They, if they super depend on it. So I think it's like, hey, let's be a blessing. Try to, I, I think our number, we tossed that earlier, 125 is a starting number if possible. Mm-hmm. But then again, as we talked, looking at different levels, different mm-hmm. people and different have different needs based on where they're going. It's not cookie cutter approach. It takes a bit more organization, but it's but it's necessary. But overall, though, I think coming back to the heart of it, as you said, we are co-laborers together for the cause of Christ. And so may all of us, whether it be a pastor listening to this or a missionary listening to this, may we all have the mindset we just want to do what we can for the Lord. God partners together with churches of like mind and like right. like energy mm-hmm. and help us do what we can for yeah. the cause of Christ. Yeah, and and I like what you just said, do what we can, because there may be 
uh, somebody who listens to us and is just starting a church and wants to start their missions program and says, $125 a month, I'll have to wait till next year to take a missionary on. No, don't do that. Right. Take on that missionary now, even if it's even if it's less, whatever that is. And maybe next year you invest more in them till you get to that place where you say, this is a healthy investment. It's something that matters so that we feel invested and are interested and and then also keeps that missionary on the field. But I would say if you can't do $125 a month, don't say, well, they said 125. I can't do it. Let's not support missionaries till we can. Right. No, let's get started and and then maybe implement some of these other ideas about increasing through the years and, and so on and so forth. But the goal is let's partner together. Let's get missionaries on the field. Let's carry out the, the Great Commission, get churches started all around the world. Uh, and, and that's what we're called to do. That's what the Great Commission is. And so hopefully this can be a help to some people and uh, look forward to our next episode. We could probably spend another whole episode on this. I feel like there was a lot of things that we wanted to get to and didn't, but uh, hopefully this is a help to you. If you have comments or questions, you can contact me at farnorthdirector at bimi.org, or you can contact Stephen at SEA for Southeast Asia, SEA director at bimi.org. You'll find all our contact info in the show notes, and we thank you for listening to this episode. Hope it's been a blessing to you. You have a blessed week in the Lord.